In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim a gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was casting out the devil, and it was dumb. But when the devil had gone out, the dumb man spoke, and the people were amazed. But some of them said, It is through Bezebul, the prince of devils, that he cast out devils. Others asked him, as a test, for a sign from heaven. But knowing what they were thinking, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is heading for ruin, and a household divided against itself collapses. So too with Satan. If he is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? Since you assert that it is true visible that I cast out devils. Now if it is true visible that I cast out devils, through whom do your own experts cast them out? Let them be your judges then. But if it is true the finger of God that I cast out devils, then know that the kingdom of God has overtaken you. So long as a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are undisturbed. For when someone stronger than he is attacks and defeats him, the stronger man takes away all the weapons he relied on and shares out his spoil. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. The Gospel of the Lord Bad experiences we've had with certain individuals may lead us to harbour prejudices against them. Once this is entrenched, there is often no reversal. The person can do no good. He or she is always up to something bad, his or her intent malicious, or at least we presume. What often polarises us is this presumption of malice, rather than one of goodwill. I may be free to disagree with you, your way of thinking and your actions, and even engage in a heated debate to argue my point. But I'm not free to presume that you are motivated by anything other than goodwill towards all people. You are required to grant me the same presumption. This was the issue with some members of the crowd who questioned our Lord's motivation. They presumed that the devil and his minions were behind the miracles performed by the Lord. They presume malice rather than goodwill. Interestingly, the word malice comes from the Latin word malo, which means evil. Our Lord warns that any collective group whose members are at war against each other will eventually lead to the organization's demise. This statement is not just an argument to refute his distractors' prejudiced views against him, but also serves as a warning to the Christian community it doesn't take much to tear a community apart. When its members constantly presume bad will against the other instead of goodwill. If we are always thinking that the other has bad intentions against me, are plotting to undermine me or sabotage my projects, there can be no peace but only disharmony. Ultimately, it is the community which suffers. Dismissing our opponents as evil is a form of mental laziness. The presumption of goodwill, on the other hand, requires work. It requires introspection. One must ask, 
Given that the other also has good will, how could he think the way he does? What logic or reasoning guides his action? Ultimately, the way forward is to look to Christ. We may think that our position is one which sides with Christ, but is it? The answer is to be found in the last statement of our Lord in today's passage. In fact, the statement has two parts. The first test is found in the first half. He who is not with me is against me. This seems unambiguous and clear enough. And no Christian would consciously be working against Christ. But it is the second half of this test which separates truth from lies, reality from delusions. And he who does not gather with me scatters. If our actions do not ultimately lead to unity, to gather rather than scatter, then we have chosen to act against Christ because to break the community of the church, which is the body of Christ, is to clearly act against Christ. No one who disrupts the unity of the body of Christ can claim to be with Christ. But working for the unity of the church and the kingdom of God does not mean that we should compromise our values, especially the values of the gospel, the values of the kingdom. Unity wrought by compromising truth and these values is a false form of unity. As our Lord pointed out, even the demons can achieve this form of unity among themselves for a common cause. Taking the middle ground may be appealing because it is convenient, but it cannot be the ultimate solution. In choosing between Christ and the world, there can be no middle ground. It is Christ or nothing. Christ leaves his followers, no neutral ground. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.